Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the first of the Malva Post European Championship podcasts. I am your host Ross, and joining me for this one is Adam and Colin. So it's just like a regular podcast, really, chaps. How you doing? Very good. Yeah. Hello. How are you, Adam? I'm good. You had a trip to the homeland this weekend. Yeah. Feel good. I feel, I feel rejuvenated. Ready for another week at work. Ready to take on this. this uh, I've got some of that fresh air in my lungs, and I feel like I can get through <laughs> another another week of the smog of London. Nice, Colin. You're surrounded by a thunderstorm right now. Yeah, I mean a thunderstorm at the moment. It's um, it's quite a good one. Well, yeah. not well, none of them are good really, but um, it's still really humid. It's really dark, and it's a lot of bangs and flashes. Nice, classic thunderstorm. I love I love a thunderstorm. Yeah, so do I. They're brilliant. Anyway, let's talk about some football chaps, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about England. Let's start with England. Um, they got a draw. It kind of felt a little bit like a loss, I imagine, right at the full time. I didn't watch the second half. I had to work, unfortunately. But to, to be that in control and then to not come away with the three points, tough pill to swallow. It was a dagger to my heart. <laughs> it, it was a kick in the bollocks. It was. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I don't mean that. I mean any team would say that, you know, if they got beat, you know, in, in injury time, or, or, or an equaliser came in injury time. Mm. But I think what made it especially a bitter pill to swallow is because England had played so well. Yeah, Russia scored with only their second shot on target uh, in the entire game. England, yeah, England did play well. From what I saw in the first half, Wayne Rooney particularly, he seems to have made that role his own. And then if you have Wilshire there as well that can come on and replace him, him and Dyer seem to be a quite a good pair or the threesome with Wilshire as well it's a it's not a bad mix that is it well I, I'd, I'd maybe take a step back from this because I think when the I think coming into this tournament especially with the friendlies there's a lot of umming and ahhing about how we we're going to play formations who's going to be starting you know is Vardy going to be in there etc hmm. I take my hat off to Roy on this one it was a brave selection yes it was and I, this is what I was saying to you to you guys, I'm not sure if it was just before during the game where the, the squad selection had made me a little bit angry and I was quite pessimistic and mm. nonplussed. And then you see that team and you thought, oh, there's just a, a hint of enough to get excited about here. And then you, <laughs> then they start to, to play the way they did and that, that was it. I was fully back in. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably what the only, the only real surprise selection, if you can call it that, was Lalana starting one of the wide positions. But he, he's more of a natural kind of wide midfielder than say sticking Vardy out there and not using him to his full potential well well, here's the thing I mean let, let's kick off the conversation I'll say my little bit and then I think this is where people will agree or disagree <laughs> um, I think if England had won that game 1-0 mm. great 
Now, Russia scored a goal. It's a good goal, by the way, I think. But for who? For Russia? Yeah, I think it was quite Dis- a good goal. Disagree. <laughs> well, it, okay, it was it was probably fortunate, but okay, you know, fine, you know. Um, what I would say, though, is that, and I don't know if this is a, a good argument or a bad argument, is that because that goal went in, it then asks, it makes you ask questions of the, the setup of England. Mm. And I don't know if that's unfair by me or not, because he, here's the thing. I, 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 go, go, no, you carry I, on. I, I was just going to say, what we're going to be asking the question now is, you've got Sterling and Lalana there mm. behind Kane. Kane had a poor game. Right, it was, it was average, okay, but Except Sterling corners. <laughs> oh, well, we'll come on to that, I'm sure. But Sterling and Lalana are going to chip in with a goal at this level, maybe every three or four games. Yeah. And there's an argument, especially when Lalana Rooney played so well. Lalana probably less so. Yeah, um, is there a, an argument for saying there's potentially not enough goals going to come out of this team? And and then you have this argument about well then maybe you should shoehorn Vardy in or Sturridge or or whoever right mm. and people are saying oh maybe Rashford can play on the wing um, and that is I, I don't know English thing possible as well that is we've got an exciting I mean, young attacking prospect stick him out on the wing see what we can do yeah <laughs> yeah but th- this is the thing I think I think it's a good thing that the likes of Lampard and Gerrard have gone okay. Yes. That's that's in the past. However, what is conspicuous by their absence is that they were the sort of guys who'd. I think uh, Gerrard's got about twenty-one goals for England. Lampard got about twenty-nine. Mm. They're the sort of players that would chip in with goals. I don't think the midfield is going to chip in with goals. And so I think from that performance last night, there's only two people who were ever really going to score from open play, and that was going to be Kane or Rooney. Could you not? Would you not expect? I. What about Deli Ali? From what I saw of that, yeah, he was I'll take that. All yeah. over the field, wasn't he? He was. He was doing a one-man wrecking crew, trying to just get. Everyone. He was. Uh, he was, and there was something you. I was going to say to the point when you were talking about how Rooney played, hmm. um, and the option of playing Wilshire with him. I think that would be criminal because I think that while Rooney wasn't this immobile statue in the middle of the pitch, because that's never been his game. No, it might. His game might not have been all about pace, but it's always been about work rate. Yeah. But that pace and, like you said, just disruption mm. does come from Deli Alley. I thought that while he was um, a little bit profligate in front of goal, mm. um, there was a couple of times where he could have thrown himself at a chance or two and maybe he would have had, I think there was one where he would have had sap in. Yeah. I, I still think he had a relatively good game. Yeah, from what I, 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 first I, I half, agree. I thought I thought the fullbacks played particularly well. Um, yeah, I agree. Cahill and Smalling gave me no real reason for concern. I didn't see the Russia goal, but I don't. They made me feel they made me feel more comfortable about them than you would have done to begin with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then yeah, I thought Eric Dyer looked assured and just doing what he does in that position. And I thought Rooney played well. He, I saw the Wilshire Wilshire and Rooney are very different players, aren't they? But they can both play that same position, just in completely different ways. Yes, I think that there's a lot in the media today. I think there's been a lot of um, people using their 2020 hindsight vision mm. because I I watched I we were watching that game and when um, 
I was watching it with a few people. One of, one of them was my little brother. And when mm. when Roy decided to take uh, who was it? Took off Sterling off oh. and bring on mm. and bring on Milner. Yeah. Uh, I turned to my brother and went, "Well, yeah, just a bit of energy, and it will sh- it was a little bit more solidity." Yeah, we'll yeah. try, try we'll try to see this out. Now, a lot of people are now coming out in the media and saying, "Well, he, it was a perfect opportunity. He should have brought on Vardy." Yeah. We, sh- we should have been trying to pin them back. We should have been trying to get a second. I was like, well, yeah, that's all well and good. Win, well, that's all well and good. And I do see your point now, but I d- at no point when that, when that first decision was made, was I sat there going, what is he doing bringing Milner on? <laughs> I don't know if I'm, in, I don't know if I'm in a minority there. No, three minutes to go. Milner's the kind of person you think he can get to any loose ball and just tidy up and provide a bit of solidity alongside Dyer. Um, so, so that's frustrating me a little bit. I do think there's, I do think there's a little bit of it where if you take the scoreline out of it and just and look at the performance, mm. encouraging. Were you, were you happy with that? Yes. I, and as England fans of twenty plus years between all of us, at least, yeah, we've got a lot of memories of in, England games where maybe we've even got the result <laughs> and the performance has been far less encouraging. <laughs> Yeah, there's quite a lot of those. A couple of a couple of stats. We mentioned Harry Kane's corners. He had six in that game yesterday. Um, he, he took seven in the entire season, uh, in all 38 games for Spurs. And he did not uh, have a single touch in the Russia box last night. It makes me no, agree. But I don't think that he was... He was coming out too much because he did have some shots from wide. The mm. corners made me angry, Colin. They were awful. It makes no sense, does it? I put in the chat why he's he's arguably our best attacking header of the ball. Smalling and Kane will do their defensive jobs, but he's the, probably one of our biggest players as well. Why is he taking corners and Lallana's in we, the middle of the box? We got plenty of players who can put in a dead ball. Yeah, <laughs> lots of them. I'm sure Rooney used to take them when he was the striker as well. And here was my frustration as well because I, I said it on our chat. We have our for people listening. We have our chat behind the scenes while while the game's going on. Things is that I knew in. full. What, it does sometimes, yeah. Um, <laughs> probably more from my side than than anything else. But um, I knew full well that when it came to a decent ball, a free kick that was potentially scorable. Is that a word? Is that <laughs> Wayne Rooney would be first up there saying, I'm taking this. Yeah. But if you say to Wayne Rooney, mate, would you mind taking a corner? He's going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Right? I don't, th- I don't think he would because I think I think he takes them for Man United sometimes. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, just I, the, I, I just don't think it's an ego thing. I think that there's a pointed reason that we can't see that Hodgson is doing this for. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no reason he'd have six six corners in the game when he could clearly see they weren't working properly. They weren't very good. He kept overhitting them. Yeah, every time. Yeah, Roy. Yeah, Roy must have had a reason for doing this, but hopefully well, my, it changes in the Wales game. My argument would be Roy must have a plan if Harry Kane gets injured because if he's injured, he can't take the corners. No. So whoever his set piece taker is, if Kane gets injured, let him take the corners right now. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Completely agree. Just start with plan B. Yeah. Just keep getting in the box. Start with plan B. <laughs> <laughs> and if all else fails, roll back to plan A. <laughs> it's a different tactic we've not tried before. <coughs> so we are currently sitting second in the group behind Wales. Wales are top of the group. Um, they beat the Slovakians 2-1. 
Uh, Gareth Bale opened the scoring. Uh, Duda equalised, and then Hal Robson Kanu shinned one in to give Wales the win. Uh, Colin, what do you make to the Welsh? Fair play to them. I want them to do well. I want all the home nations to do well. Okay. And I think it's quite it's quite an exciting tournament this time around because we've got so many home nations in there. Mm. In the past, it's normally just been pretty much England. So I think it's great that Wales are in there. I think it's great they've got three points. But from an England, wear my England hat, it's a little bit frustrating because England played better than Wales and Wales got three points and England got one. Yeah, but, Wales don't have to attack now, do they? They can sit back. England have to win, in theory. Yeah, I mean... Mm, no... No, can Wales not sit back and take well, the ball? You're and right. They, back? you're right. They can sit back. Yeah. But I wonder whether and, but, I what I mean is that England don't have to win. Well, no, they can probably beat the Slovakians on the final game and go through. But I, I'd yeah. argue England have to win. Mm. I, th- I think if we've been here Math- before, mathematically, I'd argue that you they don't. <laughs> We've been here before with tournaments and, and confidence and things like that. If we're going into the last game having to get a win, mm. I'd be very worried. <laughs> Even and, in Slovakia, the thought game England would fall on, wouldn't it? But what I'm saying is, we don't have to. We don't have to win the game, so it doesn't. A draw is not is not a terrible terrible game over result for us. So we do not have to throw the kitchen sink at Wales and let them try and catch us on the break with Gareth Bale. Yeah, that's that's my fear because Bale has the beating of Cahill and Smalling all day for a ball out so the top. It's, so it's not like we have to. It's not like we have to go after them from minute one. Hmm. We could we can place we can play off and let make even. It's, it's not England won't do this, but we could play off and let them have the ball. Yeah, and just use that for, for, over the top. For, for for twenty minutes and say come 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 and then try and beat us. Yeah. And they won't. They won't want to do that either. So, I think Wales. We we pose Wales a lot of problems because they like to play with a back three, mm. and we're going to play with. We're probably going to play with one up top. Yeah. So Gunter and uh, is it Davies on the other wing. They're going to be very busy. I think with overlapping fullbacks as well as the wing. Yeah. I I would I would be less inclined to play Adam Lallana in this game. Yes. Um, I'd stick with Sterling. I I probably would then go with Vardy because mm. then that does give us a bit of tactical flexibility if we want to move to play two up top. Mm. And I would say I would um, ask Dyer to sit in a lot and yes. and double up on Gareth Bale and tell Danny Rose and Carl Walker to ha- have the, have their way with these wing backs. <laughs> yeah, just get at them all day long. Yeah, that's probably a very good tactic. Um, Martin Skirtle had a good game, didn't he? See that elbow? What was he doing? <laughs> he seems to be doing on... what it... That's what he does. Yeah. But he was on a, a dangerous one-man mission just to annoy everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love that kind of player, though. Absolute lunatic. It's what a sort a of player... Yeah. Well, it's just... It's just... <laughs> Do you know what? It reminds me a bit of Alan Smith and, and Russell. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's the sort of player you hate when they're playing against you, but when it's one of your own, mm. it's like <laughs> get stuck in. Go on. <laughs> My only other point for Slovakia really is I feel quite sorry for Hamšík because he's far and away their best player, and he's not really got much other help anywhere in that team, is he? Well, it could have gone so differently for Wales because what was it three minutes in when he's running with the ball and yeah. runs through, and Ben Davis has to clear one off the line. Yeah. That could have pissed all over their chips right away. 
That's a very yeah. good game, isn't it, then? Because, because then, like you say, Wales are not a team that are built for coming from behind. No. Get that one goal lead and then sit back and defend. And, yeah, plan the counter-attack. Colin, did you see the Gary Speed memorial thing before the game? Yeah, I, I saw the introduction. Mm. Yeah. Got a bit dusty in my front room when I was on, I to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was... T- I, mean, I, I was a little bit... Um, irked to be honest because there's also uh, in that sort of history of Wales mm. you know there's also John Charles in there yeah not a single mention of Leeds United <laughs> not a single mention no you know the teams that made him and Gary Speed you basically you basically made Wales didn't you <laughs> uh, well <laughs> I know what I've got to say right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say we did but, um, yes, we did. Come out as Wales fans. <laughs> well, well, what I would say, I mean, yeah, Hamshik was, was brilliant, wasn't he? What I would say is, well, the guy who was starting up front for Wales, the small fella with Robson the blondish Carney? hair. No, the, the small fella with the blonde hair that's sort of receding. Is it Williams? Um, yes, Johnny Williams. The guy, the guy who was running around like a lunatic. Yes. It was like a, a guy who is not very good at football, but he was trying his hardest. Do you know what I mean? I really like him. He's full of heart and full of running, and he'll just run all day. And he was getting Did... battered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else not feel that um, Gareth Bale comes out really well when you see him playing for Wales? Because yeah. it's, cl- it's clearly all about him. Mm. But when he scored that goal, he, the, whole team, the way he, he celebrates with the t- as a team... Yeah. He doesn't do a, a Cristiano. It's not. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not draw. He doesn't draw attention to himself. He he celebrates the achievement the Wales have done, even though it is the Gareth Bale show. Yeah, he's the antithesis of Ronaldo. Just watch, yes. just watch if Ronaldo scores <laughs> this week. It's good, you're not going to see the whole team celebrating, and they're not going to be over on the sidelines with the, the manager. No, <laughs> it's gonna be shirt oh, off. Runs out. And one per one person will have his shirt off, <laughs> and I'll let you guess who it is. And everyone else will be in position in their own half, <laughs> except Pepe because he does what he wants. <laughs> the the best thing I I think I think Gareth Bale's just a, a, a solid guy, and and I think the best thing I the best quote about him was um, at a press conference when Harry Redknapp was manager of Tom Hotspur, yeah. and. He said to Gareth, Gareth Bale had been playing brilliantly at this point. Obviously, he had his low times at Spurs. But he'd been playing brilliantly, and Harry Redknapp said, "Look, I'm going to give you four days off. Get yourself abroad, take some time out, chill out." And Harry Redknapp said, "He did do that. He did go abroad. He went to Cardiff, <laughs> <laughs> and he stayed at his mum's house. Nice. Yeah, yeah well, sort she, of guy he is. She, she did all his ironing. <laughs> he had some cheese and on toast." Did- and he didn't. Yeah, he did. She cooked his meals. He did his ironing. <laughs> yeah, he does seem like a really nice bloke. Um, let's let's move on to our. And, main and, and we can say that now. Tom now. Tom and Greg aren't here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I did see someone on Twitter today. Said, "Remember that Spurs had Modric and Bale in that same team, and how didn't they, how didn't they win anything?" My answer to that was Harry Redknapp. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different Gareth Bale as well. Yeah, it wasn't quite the superstar that he is now. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the Albania-Switzerland game because I watched this all and I was thoroughly entertained by this. Everyone else thought it was terrible, but Albania should have won this game, even with 10 men. 
But, so, sorry, this is Ross, the man who will self-proclaimed claim to hate football, <laughs> watched Switzerland-Albania. Yeah, I'm the ultimate hipster. Even hipsters didn't like this game. Albania. <laughs> Albania are my new favourite team. They're brilliant. In a really bad kind of way. Lorik Kanner got sent off after 36 minutes for two of the stupidest challenges I've ever seen. The first one was just an absolutely unnecessary lunge around the outside of a player. Kicked him in the kneecap. And the second one, if you've not seen this, he's got his back to the ball, chasing with the striker towards his own goal. Turns around to look where the ball is, falls over, and then pretends to flail his arms out above his head and accidentally, in bunny ears, stops the ball from going past him. Actually do. Yeah, and then sits there and stares at the ref like, what, what have I done? That wasn't handball, surely. (laughs) (laughs) And gets sent off. Danny Murphy was furious that the Albanian uh, players were like, shaking his hands and stuff on the way off the pitch they were saying they should have been bollocking him I thought they were just saying that was that was hilarious thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> but Switzerland for all their kind of good individual players didn't look like a very good team like Shakiri was running the show and um, is it Granite Shaka was getting about the pitch putting reducers in on his brother <laughs> they, they've got a young I think it's a Cameroonian player who's Swiss natural now. I was gonna say, if he's Cameroonian, <laughs> something's gone terribly wrong. There's no this is the co- this, this is the Copper America all over again. <laughs> I think his name's Imbolo, and you can tell the Albanians were terrified of him because every time he touched the ball, he just got absolutely levelled by someone. Elbows I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought Albania were really unlucky. They had two one-on-ones that they just couldn't finish. Um, the man of the match was the Swiss goalkeeper so I think that probably tells you everything you need to know from that game really yeah (laughs) when you win but your keeper's the man of the match let's go back to the opening day then chaps France 2 Romania 1 I didn't see any of this Um, Adam you were disgusted at Payet's tears at full time ah pathetic Oh, I've scored the winner in the opening game of my other host of other hosting nations um European Championships. I'm gonna have a little cry. <laughs> Grow up. I bet Giroud didn't cry when he scored the opener, did he? He didn't, no. Made a granite that man, that's why. Con- convincing from France? Not really, from what I've heard. No, nervous. Kinda to be expected, I, I suppose. I think it's a. I think it's a very different team from what Deschamps had in mind a few months back. I don't think he employed, he planned to play Payet or maybe even Kante as well. I think I. I would. My guess would be at the beginning of the season that neither of those players were even going to be in the squad. No, and they've, they've, yeah, they've had brilliant seasons and forced their way in there. It's kind of. And now they're starting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I reckon Kante's taken Schneiderlin's place, which obviously that big money move didn't work out. Or isn't working out at the moment, yeah, yeah. at least. And uh, did Kingsley Coman come on? He did, yeah. I and really he was very, him. he was very impressive for me because um, there was just this one period right near the end. Mm. Uh, Payet just scored, and um, the Romanians are tearing forward, and they've got the ball on the break. Yeah, and um, he probably could have played. There was maybe a possibility of being able to play a pass, or he could have gone and had a shot himself. Mm. But he just carried the ball for that extra sort of like five or ten seconds. Yeah. Just took a little bit of the sting out, cut back on side, played the ball back into midfield. Nice. And 
stopped Romania having any chance of getting the ball anywhere near back near the France France box. <laughs> Very mature player. He's what, 20 yeah, years old? It's not he? what you expect from a 20 year old, yeah. especially when you see. And when you see how the mature players such as Patrice, the challenges Patrice Ever is putting in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, have, you have no doubt that you. <laughs> That that's not something that comes naturally to a footballer at twenty because Everest like what thirty six or something and yeah hasn't come to him yet. Could feasibly be his father. How did uh, Paul Pogba play? Colin, you predicted like a, a someone going to go mental and spend tons of money on Pogba this summer. Mm. Do you think he's, he's I, made that a possibility with that game? Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I thought I thought there was a few players on the, the France side that showed a bit of a bit of skill. But um, again, we had a little bit of a heated debate on this one um, <laughs> offline on our chat. And, and my my point I was trying to make there, and I think I didn't make it very clearly, but is that I thought France were bang average, and these guys are on home turf, <laughs> and the bookies have made them the favourites. Mm. And I just thought I don't see it. I really don't see it. And I. I don't think France are all that, to be honest. I really don't. I think Romania are poor. There's some definitely These are deficiencies guys. in that France team, I think. Mainly the back four. Yeah, I mean, hey, heck, they, they got three points. You know, England haven't. So, <laughs> but um, I think Payet saved him a bit with that wonder goal. But I don't think he's going to... You're not going to be able to count one of those in every single game, are you? <sighs> Probably not, no. <laughs> Too nice if you could, honestly. <clears throat> But, you, you, but the thing is, you don't need to count one of those in every single game from him. Because you've got Antonio Griezmann and Paul Pogba and players like Kingsley Coman on the bench. Mm. Pogba started in midfield alongside Kante and Matuidi. I imagine that looked quite humorous, did it? Two Ma- very small Matu- men. <laughs> Matuidi put himself about, though. That, yeah, that's what he does, doesn't he? He's, he's got a very specific role in that team. He's a, he's a little... Kind of a little destroyer, almost. So, and I, what I would say as well, Ross, is I, I don't like teams that sort of, for no reason, just give away silly penalties. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, and, they're, they're uh, never great, are they? <laughs> no, no, they're not great. But that's what France did. And yeah. it's like, at this level, you really don't want to be doing that, especially ones that you really just don't need to do. Mm. Um, they could have been in real trouble if... I hadn't scored the winner then, but heck, you know they'll, they'll go through. It's it's not a hard group, I don't think. But this yeah. is the thing I was saying about the scoreline. So if you take the scoreline away and you compare their performance versus England's performance, who's which team are you more happy with? England's mm. exactly, absolutely. You can currently get England nine to one to win the whole thing. They've gone out a bit from where they started that. France are three to one still favourites. If you're a brave man, um, if you're a brave man, <laughs> you still got Germany and Spain in between those two teams as well. So that means, as it stands, England haven't gone out any further in terms of they're still four favourites. Still fourth, yeah, but with teams of like Belgium and Italy to play, who could maybe get above them. Italy are bang average. Italy are bang average. Yeah, the Belgians are everyone's dark horse all the time, but never do anything. So. Not I don't know about I, I don't know about you, but we're, we're going to talk about dark horses. My dark horses played today. Yes, minded. Let's talk about them now. They beat Turkey one nil. 
Croatia look fantastic, I think. They've got a really solid defence. And you're not just talking about that kit either, are you? Oh, both kits are amazing. I mean, both kits in this game were cracking. That turkey kit is very nice. The red fading into the black and the black shorts. With the crisscrossy mm. black lines going all the way up it, yeah. Very nice. But yeah, the, the Croatia away is also it's very underrated. Because the, the home kit gets all the attention. But yeah, the, the blue and dark blue checks, very nice as well. But yeah, that that Croatia team is very impressive. I mean, the, the back four is solid. You know what you're getting from Serna and even Choluka still there. And Subasic in goals, Monaco's number one. Choluka was an absolute warrior today. <laughs> he got bandaged up about five times, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I saw him, he had some sort of different bandage on his head. It went from white to blue, back to white, and then a bit of a... A bit of massive dog then, then it went red yeah. as the blood started to come for him. And then he got kicked in the face. <laughs> but was still throwing himself into headers as well. Brilliant. Uh, that, that midfield, though. That midfield. It, bar the Germans for me, that's the strongest in the entire competition. When you, when you, can't, when you're, when you have a player as good as Kovacic on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's mental. Perisic, Rakitic, Modric, Brozovic, and Badelge, I think his name is. That's a so it's not... You'd put that above the French midfield? Just for sheer numbers, I would, yeah. Well, but if you were saying just because there's four of them, that's not fair. <laughs> um, I would, personally, yeah. Kante's a nice uh, player, but I'd put Modric and Rakitic and even Perisic above him. Okay, no love for Busquets, Iniesta, Fabregas. I haven't seen them play yet. They're old. Fabregas <laughs> has not had a good season. <laughs> they are old. <laughs> then literally only one of them is old. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what they can do. But yeah, it, it, it's up there with the best, though, isn't it? And Mandzukic is a very experienced pro, plays for some of the world's biggest teams, and just knows what to do in that leading the line. Ah. Wrong. I just feel that you look and think their weakness would be that backline because it's old. Mm. But then, could an, exper- an experienced backline could easily marshal them their, their way for a tournament for a couple of games? Yeah, look how the Italians do it for most most tournaments. This isn't this isn't a pro- this, uh, there isn't enough time to necessarily find them out. This isn't a Premier League. This isn't a uh, a thirty eight game season. No, exactly. Yeah. The, the group stage will be over before you know it, and then it's knockout, and that's anyone's chance then. Uh, we should yeah. talk about the goal for Modric. That was top quality, oh. wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> How he managed to get... Well, the way he struck it was just beautiful. To get that dip. like You described the best of them in our chat as a Yorker. The keeper had absolutely no chance of stopping it, really. It's just... And it, fall, it, was, it was falling out of the sky as well. Mm. Yeah, Manuel Manuel Petit on, on the uh, analysis just said the ball was um, it came down. It came from so high that it had snow on it when it came down. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Slavin Bilic. Yeah, uh, me too. As a pundit, he's amazing. <laughs> I think uh, ITV have probably won the uh, the pundit war basically so far, just with Bilic on his own. Well, they haven't given a job to Thierry Henry, so. <laughs> However, however, they are losing the commentator battle because they brought back Andy yeah. Townsend. Yeah, just when you thought you were out, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what drags you back in. Did, did anybody hear some of uh, 
Robbie Savage's commentary on the Wales game. Thankfully not. Well, I did see him before the game. It was it was dread it was dreadful. <laughs> was it was he was he wearing a a three piece suit with a dragon on the waistcoat or something made of daffodils and leeks? Well, he he, he was looking as sexy as Savage looks, but he <laughs> but he was he was doing the actual commentary during the game, but he was actually getting his words twisted. Oh uh, yeah, I did see someone tweet about that. Yeah, and, and on more than one occasion, the floor's blind and like that, and some of the balls flying and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just got too excitable. He's very much the Niall Quinn commentator on Sunderland games kind of commentator, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Should not be allowed to do that. <coughs> but yeah, they're they're Croatia are very impressive. I mean, they grew. Was the um? Sorry, was the the Wales game was on BBC, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. With Robbie Savage on there, did they have to put a thing about it being a party political broadcast beforehand? <laughs> oh, he, he was. Very much like that, you know. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, so lucky about a shot. It was so close, but who cares? Wales. <laughs> oh, this is a Noel Whelan colour, yeah. Yeah, it is for for Leeds United <laughs> matches. Yeah. Um, and then our other game today, and the end of the game so far in the competition was Poland beat Northern Ireland one nil. Not quite as convincing as we thought. Northern Ireland set up to frustrate and maybe hit on the counter uh, they had 35% possession and no shots on target in the end didn't quite work out as planned no but so the Polish you're telling me the Polish defence wasn't terrified <laughs> by Kyle Lafferty no <laughs> no they, I mean they didn't do themselves any shame Northern Ireland it was always going to be a really tough game and the others aren't going to get any easier either really <laughs> but um it, they were definitely not trying to win this game. It was damage limitation all the way through, and they're going to have to attack someone at some point in the tournament. I think. Well, are they? Well, they are now. They've lost the game because mm. I think someone told me um, yesterday that statistically, if you draw all three of your games nil nil, yeah, you've got an eighty-seven percent chance of <laughs> of being in the next round. Wow. I think we just uncovered Italy's game plan for this tournament. Yep. <laughs> Keep it tight, boys. Keep it tight. They just have open media, open training sessions with the media asking them why they're practising penalties. <laughs> and nothing Alre- Already. Yeah. Why are you just doing penalties now? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> but, I mean, is that any surprise, guys? I mean, that's Northern Ireland's game, isn't it, nowadays? Yeah, Chris Bryant is a massive loss for them as well. They wouldn't—I don't think they would have set out this way if he had been available, because he's a, he's a nice outlet for them. But five across the I, back, two defenders in midfield as well. I think. I think. Northern, I, sorry, Adam. I was just going to say. I think it, Northern Ireland have got to their level. I think it only that sort of tactic that they got, which is very, very defensive, mm. only works to a certain level. And now they are playing with the big boys. And I think maybe this is this is top level now and this is the step up and I, I just don't think they've got it no. oh. I think I think you're right there Colin because I think the, th- the thing is that when you're in qualification you have one maybe two of those so called big boys in your group mm. um, and obviously Repub- Northern Ireland qualified brilliantly it's, their qualification actually has nothing to do with the Euros being expanded because they'd have made it on their merit anyway yeah. a lo- a long, a lo- same way Wales would have done mm. but it's sort of you can just get away with the luck of the draw 
in those big games and it coming off against those smaller teams using the, the tactics that Colin said. But when your group consists of three of those big, all three of those big teams that are normally bigger, the, the chances of you stri- striking lightning twice are very low. Yeah, very. It might be tough for Poland than other games, but between um, Milik and Lewandowski, they've got two players that have scored 60 goals between them this season at club level, so they've always got a chance to score. They found another one. They haven't just got Lewandowski anymore. Yeah, and, and lots of t- and teams and teams don't fly out of the traps in opening games all the time. So we've seen that. Hmm. No one has no one has grabbed the tournament by by the scruff of the neck yet, and and shown themselves to be imposing. Um, even like, as you say, the German game is going on now. They're one 0 up, but Ukraine are in this game at the moment. As I'm yeah. watching it, talking to you guys, so. You need to wait until, until teams have have, uh, have settled into the tournament and the rust is off. And like uh, that feeds in a little bit to what Colin was saying as to why England maybe do need to win, is that you don't want to have to go straight from the rust being off to the pressure being on. Yeah, <laughs> you want a little down period in between those two, don't you? Yeah, a comfort zone. And, and, and cheers for that spoiler, Adam. I'm recording the game. Twenty seven nil. <laughs> um, I, I fear for the Northern Irish against Germany though. Uh, they let Poland have 65% possession and 18 shots that could well the possession obviously couldn't double but the shots could definitely double <laughs> imagine that the possession may even double who knows <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed any pre-match footballs either we're getting them all the Royal House yeah <laughs> they don't, they're not even allowed to warm up with <laughs> So we'll look ahead to the next couple of days, and the next podcast is going to be on Tuesday night. So uh, before then, we've got uh, Spain and the Czech Republic tomorrow, 2 o'clock. That should be an interesting game. The Czechs, not as strong as they were, but still have one of the best keepers in the world. Another another spoiler alert for you, Colin. 1-0 Spain. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got uh, Zlatan taking on the Irish at 5 o'clock. I'm quite looking forward to that game, actually. Obviously, because Latan's in it, but Robbie King Just... has got 143 caps for Ireland, and there's, Ridiculous. there's no signs of stopping either. <laughs> and you know who you know who will score a, game, a goal in this definitely in yeah. this tournament, don't you? Yeah. It might not be a meaningful or important goal. No, but there'll be one. Yeah. Just to add did, did... to the really impressive record he's got. Did he actually make the squad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. <laughs> and along with Shay Given. <laughs> He's not played all season. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Robbie Keane and James McCarthy will be available despite calf and hamstring injuries between the pair of them. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game, actually. That's the one I'm looking forward to probably most from tomorrow. Um, Belgium, Italy, I think, is going to be a kind of war of attrition between two teams that I think Belgium... I think that, I think that, that's going to be a game for the purists that you're not going to enjoy, Russ. I think it is, yeah. Lots of passing. Not much crappy football. <laughs> I love watching the Italians, but this is not the Italians that I love watching. They're very different from the uh, early 2000s Italians with players like De Rossi and Totti. I mean, Totti could still show up. He does what he wants, but... <laughs> And De Rossi's still there causing mayhem. (laughs) 
he's possibly it's it's between him and Muller for my all time favourite football player of like my lifetime. Just because they're so brilliant in what they do. De Rossi was a man that wore one long sleeve, one short sleeve shirt. How do you top that? Um, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe he just had one arm longer than the other. <laughs> uh, and then the other two games before we record again in Austria versus Hungary. Who's excited for that one? No, not really. <laughs> Give it to Austria now. Don't even bother. Send 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 Hungary home now. Yes, yeah. Austria. Got They're David going Alaba. to be awful. Yeah, Austria got David Alaba and Marco Anatovic. Uh, they've got two players that I know, so they're going to win. And then Portugal versus <laughs> Iceland, uh, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. Oh, I never want to predict a, a Portugal win, though. No. Because it's Portugal, and they will do you every single time. The Liverpool of international football, I believe, Tom, <laughs> Tom christens them. Yeah, it's incredibly fitting. I can see that ending in the draw. I can see Iceland being like the, the darlings of this tournament. I, I, I can see Iceland being like a Croatia light. Mm. Yeah, that's not a bad, bad shout, actually. Did, did you know on, on Iceland, sorry to be all geographic, <laughs> but there's I think there's 330,000 people who live there. Wow. That's a country, right? That's the same size as Coventry. <laughs> right, not, not the same size, sorry, the same population as Coventry. Yeah. Wow. And they've, and they've made it to a, a European Championships. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Coventry, nothing. <laughs> Can't even get out of League One. <laughs> Little slugs. Not even got a player in the team. <laughs> Not even got... one. They can't contribute. One out of 23. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> They've got to play some League Two in their squad, Northern Ireland. Haven't, haven't they got... Um... I may be about to embarrass myself. Fleet... Isn't there a Fleetwood player in there? Yes. yes a Fleetwood in League Two? Yeah. That's proved your point. I thought they were lower than that. I mean, they've got a Leeds, got a Leeds player in there, Northern Ireland. Come on. This is European <laughs> Championships. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the games coming up then. Um, just before we finish, chaps, your kind of your highlight of the tournament so far? We're going to do this every week, so have something prepared. Or every podcast. <laughs> I don't have a highlight. I have a, I have a crippling low light. Okay. Russia's equaliser. Well, <laughs> no, that, it's... Um, by hook or by crook, whoever it is, it's that it's the fan behaviour. Yeah, it's yeah. We should touch on this. It's been appalling, hasn't it? You'd think in a time when the the French police have got bigger things to be worrying about. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it was on the round that came out yesterday. I think it was Jim that said that you put the English fans with the Russian fans in Marseille, and Marseille are very much their own fans. They don't particularly care about the French national team. They're just a bunch of ultras that care about Marseille who want to fight. It's it's a recipe for disaster from the very beginning, and it's all very well you for throwing around threats of throwing people out of tournaments and stuff. When this is kind of their this is obviously not I'm not saying it's their fault to begin with, but their organisational board has put this together. Yeah, well, sort of forty eight hours to on since the the first incidents have started, and it does seem now that. The tone has slightly shifted in the, especially in the English media, mm. um, which 
I don't know about you guys, but I'm finding incre- I, I'm struggling to find any balance. Yeah, because like the tone seems to have shifted now to be blaming, saying the Russians are aggravating, the Russians are attacking, uh, are attacking England fans. Mm. Um, there's Russian fans in in England shirts trying to mix in and then cause trouble, which does seem a little bit like trying to shift the the buck. But yeah, but. 48 hours earlier, it was these people are vile, they're scum of the earth, they don't represent us. Mm. And I think the truth is probably somewhere in between that. I, I, th- I think what I would say is it's, it's an easy story, isn't it? That sells papers and sells media. That yeah. England fans riot, yeah? What I would say is that it's, it's not just England and it's not just Russia, right? Well, Last the night... And the Ukrainians were going out there this afternoon. Well, l- Last night, Northern Irish and Poland fans... We're getting attacked. Yeah. Right? I mean, so so it just seems to me like there's a lot of football fans that are in a lot of problems. You know what I mean? And I'll be quite frank, I, I wouldn't want to be there. No. I don't think it's actually an England problem. Or, maybe it is a Russia problem, but I, I, I don't think it's just... This is half a dozen teams involved in this, and that, that sounds to me. I'm, what I'm, the flavour I'm getting is that it's been poorly planned so far yes. by the police. I think that there's been a lot of talk about uh, very heavy-handed tactics, and there are actually um, uh, British experts out there, and they are complaining that their advice that they're giving the French as to how to handle it is uh, being ignored. Wow. I listened to uh, Talk Sport for my sins yesterday. Um, Adrian Durham was on, and he was, he spoke to a guy that had been to the, the, the past like six championships that England have been at, World Cups and European Championships, and he said he's seen people that got banning orders at the last World Cup and at the Euros before that, English fans, that are here now in in France, in Marseille, and they're causing trouble. These these people should have should have had their passports taken off them and no way to get tickets. But apparently, you can just you can just get tickets incredibly easy for these games. And, and the thing is, you don't even need tickets here. You just need to get to the you just need to get to the that pubs city, outside the ground. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, what I would say is, do, do you remember was it the World Cup in Germany mm. where they sort of introduced the fan zones, yeah, which was sort of uh, yeah, the fan parks, just drinky areas and things like that. Mm. Did it kick off? Yes or no? No. no, so so there you go, there you go. Yeah. So so it was it was it controlled and everybody had a good time. And I don't know. We, we've seen a lot of you know sporting uh, events put on, and this doesn't happen. But I don't know. It just seems like for whatever reason, and maybe the, as you say, the police have got bigger fish to fry. Mm. But the standards have dropped maybe on this one. Well, I mean, what, what, what did they expect? Two years time, Adam. Ah, Russia. Well, that'd be fun, then. <laughs> yeah, I do think I do think that you made a very good point there, Russell. You talk about Marseille fans, and I don't think this is specifically a Marseille problem, but I do think there is a problem with ultra culture where there mm. is um, they do seem to have made alliances, and there was talk of um, I think it was PSG and Galatasaray ultras teaming up looking Jesus. for fights at at the Turkey-Croatia game against Croats, and and um, the same thing with um, Seska and, uh, I think it was another, and the Marseille Ultras looking for a fight with... And they, uh, I, uh, my 
my honest gut opinion as someone who is tried to has read some of the stories, but like I said, don't not sure how balanced they are. Yeah, and someone who obviously isn't there and doesn't. And I do know some people who are there, but I haven't spoken to them since they've been there. Yeah, is that my guess would be that a lot of this agro isn't, especially since the first day, is not being started by England fans. No, the first, I think, the first reports I, I saw think, that the, the Marseille Ultras had started the whole thing. They waded into the English fans and the Russian fans. But I think they are very much up for when it kicks off. They're gonna. Oh yeah, England fans. <laughs> Some of those England fans are more than happy to be at the pointy end of it. Yeah, those those plastic chairs are going flying. What stands out well, to me is that it's not just it, that because there are seven people in ho- seven people in hospital and one of them is critically ill. Yeah, yeah. pushed in front of a train. Might heard in one of the underground stations. <laughs> well, well, this is the thing. What 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 the message that's coming across to me is that this isn't just it hasn't just happened. This has been planned. Uh, yeah. And if it's been planned, then the police haven't done their job. Because if it's been planned, they should know about it. Yeah, if the PSG fans and the, the I'll say fans, the lunatics and the Galatasaray madmen are getting together to plan some sort of <laughs> stuff, that, that shouldn't be happening. In a... and, and sorry for me wearing my sort of uh, Union Jack hat or whatever, <laughs> but if, if you wait for one to ban, which they're threatening, uh, you know, ban England from a tournament for running away from Russian fans, then fill the booze. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? We're going to yeah. ban you for running away from Russian fans. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, we'll keep an eye on that goes, and anything, anything comes of it, we will obviously report it on our next podcasts. Uh, but, yeah, like I say, we'll be back on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. The podcast will be out. And that'll be with Chris and whoever else is available at quarter to ten in the evening. Not me. <laughs> Not or me. <laughs> it might just be Chris on his own, but we'll see. Um, so tune in for that. Uh, until then, make sure you get us from the Acast app. Uh, if you do get us from Acast, then please subscribe to us via that, um, and you'll get all the shows downloaded straight to your app without uh, any hassle at all. We're also available on iTunes. If you do get us from iTunes, please leave us a five star rate and review. That's very helpful. Uh, you can get us all on Twitter at Man of the Post. Uh, where we give our daily predictions, um, we're doing all right so far. I think if everyone's got kind of one score spot on, and as we're pretty good at predicting a winner, I think. Apart from me, when I was in bed for the Turkey Croatia <laughs> game, um, how long did you so sleep? I, I posted that message at seven o'clock this morning. Yeah, as I said, I was in bed. Four so in the afternoon. I don't always check my messages, <laughs> but. Um, it, it doesn't matter anyway, because then I think my next prediction was completely wrong. So, so mm. actually, not entering on that particular game hasn't made any issue. Made any no. did, did, you show, did you show some love to Northern Ireland? Because no one else, uh, no one else did. I said a nil-nil draw. Ah, more than the rest of us. <laughs> I actually, I actually you, hashtag that story in Northern Ireland. Well. Yeah, but you, Colin, Colin got their tactics spot spot on. They just didn't execute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone slept I'm going to blame Johnny Evans <laughs> uh, but yeah we're all on Twitter at Man of the Post and uh, if you want to let us know your predictions just, just tweet us back in with the hashtag MOTP predicts uh, I'm on Twitter at Ross 1984 you can find Colin on Twitter at uh, Cass that's C-A-S 707 and Adam on Twitter at Adam SA 101 and until we are with you again just, just a quickie Ross okay. I, I just want to say um, just to let everybody know Man on the Post 
through the generosity of our hearts, we are running a sweepstake competition. Oh, we are, yes. So, um, the people who did reply to us via Twitter, and I think maybe there was some Facebook interaction as well, um, if you guys got in, you know, you should have see, all seen the tweets. Um, 24 teams have been handed out. The competition was free to enter. Um, and if you get the winner, or the runner-up, still the final, um, <laughs> then yes. Big prizes await. Um, yeah, just, just get in some contact with them um, at aw underscore Tanner to ask how good our prizes are. He won our World Cup competition. He won David Beckham, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and and ask, uh, ask him how timely they arrived. <laughs> okay, in the last tournament, we did a sweepstake, and it took probably about a year for David Beckham to arrive. <laughs> Blame to Mr. Tanner. He's, a, he's got a busy. He's got a busy schedule. We did the best we could. Yeah. I sent it second class. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there might be a similar sort of uh, prize, you know, for for this year's winner. So uh, yeah, to everybody who entered, thank you very much, and uh, good luck to all to all of you. Yeah, go back, scroll back for our tweets if you're not sure what team you've got. If you did enter, uh, Colin did a nice little graph of everyone's teams. Yes, so yeah, like I say, until we're back with you next week then, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Adam. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Colin. See you later. And always remember to have your European man on the post. <laughs> <laughs>